Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. Save the Lord. everyone pastor bob the tell it like it is radio show good to have you with us tonight we are broadcasting live from dickinson north dakota from the 
KDIX station, and you could be listening to us that way on KDIX. You could be listening to us on KDIX's website or Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, or you could be listening to an old program on podcast. Right now, uh, this is, what is it, October 13th, 2019. It's live right now. And so we're glad to have you with us. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We have a great church, growing church. Uh, we've got, when I moved to Dickinson 30 plus years ago, we told people we'd have a church, a Pentecostal church of 500 people here. They thought I was nuts. Well, we don't have 500 yet, but I can see it happening now. We had about 200 there this morning and um, God's moving and he's doing a great work. Our, we have visitors all the time and just exciting what God is doing. Now, you can text me tonight and be part of this program like many of you are. Let's see who's texting me already. Wow. We got Jasmine, Kathy, uh, Jody, Eli, Casey. We got one-armed Dave listening out in Fargo. I shouldn't call him that anymore. We got, uh, so you can text me 701-290-7862 or you can email me robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Don't call into the studio tonight because, um, I don't have Abe here. I just, I'm running the controls. I have a special speaker that I'm going to introduce in just no, we didn't. Somebody asked, did we set a record in church? No, we didn't set a record today in church. But uh, we had a lot of people there. Um, I've got a special speaker in the studio with me I want to introduce. This is a man that I've respected for many, many years. He has was a pastor in our Minot church for 25 years. And, a, and I know he's going to probably tell us a little bit about some of those things. Pastored in other places. He's an evangelist now and also helping his son, who is pastoring a church out in Sturdivant, Wisconsin. Did I say that right, Sturdivant? That's right. Okay, that's right. And uh, Brother Gilbert Pearson is with us in the studio, and I want to introduce him. I want him to uh, take his liberty. I don't know exactly what he's going to do tonight, but I know it's going to be good. And so, Brother Pearson, we're glad to have you with us, and I just want you to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us uh, what's, going to go, what's going to happen tonight. Thank you, Pastor Simons. Pastor asked me today, uh, after service, if I would uh, sit in with him, and this is a real uh, privilege. Um, then he explained to me he wasn't going to interview me. I thought I would just be answering uh, questions, and he said, no, you're doing it all. I said, well, we'll see about that. It's my first time uh, doing anything like this, but I, I do want to say it was a great day to be with uh, Pastor Simons and his family and the great church family. Uh, I first met uh, Pastor Simons, as he mentioned, uh, a little over 30 years ago. And I've um, had a close, close relationship with him and his family uh, for many years now. I first met him when I came to Minot and became the pastor there, and uh, it's been a privilege. I have really, uh, over the years, uh, I've watched uh, the Simons family, and I've uh, been so blessed and and impressed with what is happening in this area. Uh, this area has been blessed. I've watched this uh, this church, Pastor Simons, when. Uh, I think the first service that we were ever uh, attended here was in a, a motel, and um, have followed it, 
followed them through the years. And ever so often we would make our way down here. Also uh, worked with Brother Bob Simons, Pastor Bob Simons, uh, over the years in our district in the whole state and have been so appreciative of their friendship. Uh, I'm really, really thrilled uh, to see and, and amazed at uh, the influence that the Simons family has had on Dickinson and the surrounding areas over the last 30 years. Um, they have a beautiful facility now. I, I actually, today I was preaching and I was preaching about we all face odds in our lives sometimes that make things very, very difficult. But I, I was thinking as I was, as I was preaching today, if you want to see a real miracle, uh, just look at where we were today in a beautiful sanctuary, uh, the church, New Life Pentecostal Church. And um, if you uh, have needs in your life, you have difficulties in your family, difficulties in just in general, uh, it's a place, a great place uh, to overcome the odds that are against you in, in, in this world that we're living in. We're living in a crazy, crazy world today. And uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that. I'm sure you're aware of where we're at. But I, uh, I when I first started coming after Pastor Simon's got the little building that they had, and uh, I was constantly telling him when the church began to grow. I've been there through every segment um, when there was probably 25 people. And then uh, over time, it was 50 people. And I remember when it I, I would go over there and the building would be full. And there's a statistic, or used to be a statistic, I don't know what it is now, but the statistic was that when you reach 70%, of your capacity uh, for people in your in your building, that you better start building a new building, or you're going to lose people. And I remember telling Brother Pastor Simons, you know, you better build, you better build. You know, you're going to start losing people. But every time I go back, there was more and more people. And then uh, he told me one day he probably got tired of me uh, harping on the same subject, but. Um, he finally told me one day, he said, I don't agree with you. And the one thing I found uh, in, in my relationship with uh, Pastor Simons, he thinks out of the box. He doesn't, uh, he's not, he's not normal like most of us. And, you know, and we, we look at, try to figure everything out. But uh, Pastor Simons, he, he never thinks out, I mean, he thinks out of the box. And so he told me one day, he said, no, you know what, I don't, I don't believe that. He said, I think when uh, people find out if they don't get here early, they'll have to stand. And uh, I preached there several times over the years when the building was absolutely packed. And uh, 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 he frustrated me because he's always telling me, you know, no, not, not yet, not yet. But I can tell you tonight on this program, as you're listening to us, and I, as I preached there today about the odds, as I mentioned already, uh, if you got difficulties, you got problems, you got odds against you, you don't know which way to turn, find your way to New Life Pentecostal Church because it's a place that's 
uh, got the power of God constantly moving in it. Tremendous worship. We had tremendous worship today. Uh, a great move of the Spirit of God in the service and in the altar service. And uh, God's doing a great work in our world. And I, uh, I really want to be a part of what God is doing. And uh, Pastor Simons told me, he said, just talk about yourself. And uh, I don't, uh, I'm still a young man. I'm only, uh, I'm going to be 75 my birthday. I have a, a, a different kind of relationship. We, we know and we uh, have seen people come to God from, from all walks of life in our churches. Uh, a lot of times from the drug culture, uh, broken homes, uh, sometimes homeless people. And uh, my story is considerably different than that. Um, I was raised in the church. When I witness to somebody, I don't have that testimony about being strung out on drugs or or um, alcohol. And I'm thankful to God for that. And uh, I was uh, I was raised. My dad was a preacher. Uh, very very uh, small churches, but my personal testimony. I remember when God began to to deal with my heart as a child. The Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go." That's another great thing about the uh, uh, the sanctuary here, the the uh, church. Uh, if you got children, it's a great place to learn how to raise your children. And uh, the Bible says, train up a child in the way it should go. And so I, I, I was spared, and I thank God from all of the negativity of the world. My folks were just plain, plain folks. But God began to deal with me at a very uh, early age. In fact, I was uh, I would go to the altar at the end of our services, and I was four years old. I'd, I'd cry. I didn't really understand why I would cry, but I would uh, see other people praying in the altar, and so I started going to the altar and uh, praying. I just felt this burden as a child. And so my mom, she didn't really think a child could receive the baptism of the Spirit, speaking in other tongues as God gives the utterance. And uh, we were having a prayer meeting one day in, in my house, in our house, my sister, myself, and my mom. And my mom was a real praying lady, but she just didn't believe that a child could understand enough or feel that need for God in, in their life. And I was praying, and uh, the Spirit of the Lord came into that that room so very powerful. And as a little child, I began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And I was filled uh, with the Holy Ghost uh, according to uh, the Word of God, Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. And then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this gospel, what is so incredible about it, uh, it's, it's easily to understand, so easy that even a child can comprehend 
what it really is. And so, so my life was uh, a direction was set, uh, set, and just my life was filled. I've been to church, I don't know, many thousands and thousands of times over over the years. But it was a life-changing experience even to a, a five-year-old. In the church I pastored in, in uh, Minot uh, for almost 25 years, uh, one Sunday night we had a real move of the Spirit of God in our midst. And uh, as pastor there I saw a little girl whose birthday was the next day. She turned five years old, uh, four years old. And I watched her as she began to weep before the Lord and cry, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost. She began to speak in other tongues. And at the same time, just a little while uh, before or after that, there was uh, a 72-year-old woman that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This gospel really is for whosoever will let him come freely. I just can't emphasize enough how awesome it is living for God. And I've been made aware lately uh, when we look at our world, if there's ever been a time in our world that the world needs God, it is now as never before. And uh, my wife and I, we travel. We travel all the time. It seems like we're on the road uh, going from place to place to preach. And I listen to old-time radio every so often. And uh, I noticed the other day programs um, on the radio back in the 40s and the 50s. Um, uh, actors in Hollywood made commercials encouraging people to pray. They talked about the family that prays together, stays together. They they emphasized how important it was for families to pray. These were actors and actresses that were talking about how important it is to pray. And uh, that's a foreign thing now in any media um, other than Christian radio. And I appreciate this program and what Pastor Simons uh, has done with this program to reach out uh, again, and I want to reemphasize uh, all the odds that we face so many times in our life. And if we can just come to understand, the answer to those are is God. And so at an early age, I, I began to uh, direct my life trying to, to uh, follow what God would have me to do in my life. Certainly wasn't uh, perfect as a child. It doesn't make you perfect, but it gives you a desire uh, to be perfect in the sight of God. There's nothing like living for God. I have a good friend who pastored many years in uh, Edwardsburg, Michigan, and uh, he's about my age, but I, I heard him probably 25 years ago, and he made a statement. He said, it's a good life living for the Lord, and I use that so very much. There is no life like living for the Lord Jesus Christ. And so as I grew up, my dad pastored small churches, different parts of the uh, of the country. Uh, my dad was a very hard worker. Uh, my dad was a, uh, 
a very strong individual in what he believed. And uh, he trained us to be honest, to pray, to seek God. His first church was in Eloy, Arizona. Uh, And then uh, we moved on um, to Bisbee, Arizona. Just different places where my dad had had, uh, found a need. And they needed someone and my dad would fill that need. And uh, we had some wonderful, wonderful experiences. Um, my dad took a little church in uh, in Woodlake, California, and we made a move there. I was at that time I was uh, 18 years old, almost 19, and it. I was at that point in my life where I was ready to, I thought, settle down and. I met a young lady there, and as I was there a, a time, and I I would tell the church in, in Minot and other places where I preach, I tell them, this is not what I recommend in courtship. But um, I met this young lady, went to church there a few times. My dad became the pastor, and uh, I met this young lady, and so I went out to her house to see her, and uh, she wasn't expecting me. And she was sweeping the floor, had a pile of dirt and a dustpan, and her skirt had the hem out of it. And so she really impressed me when I saw her. And uh, I was there for two weeks, and I asked this young lady to marry me, and we got married four weeks later. And uh, it'll be 55 years in December that we've been uh, together. And again, that's not what I recommend for the radio audience either. But God blessed us, and uh, we've been tremendously blessed and seen God do some wonderful things. There's nothing like the family of God. Uh, Whether you're related by blood, we're related by the Spirit of God. I always tell people, uh, we all have the same father, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have the same mother, the church, uh, is the mother of us all. And it's a great, if you're looking for a place to fit in, if you're looking for a place to be accepted, there's nothing like the family of God. There's nothing like repenting of your sins. It's an awesome, awesome thing. To repent of your sins. That is a a great experience all in itself. And sometimes people feel like when they repent, they feel so good. They feel like they have arrived. But there's more to it than that. Mm -hmm. And that is to have your sins washed away in baptism. And uh, to see what God begins to do in your life. And you become a part of the family of God. And again, I want to reiterate uh, tonight, uh, this awesome church here in Dickinson, and uh, the family. Uh, I love it. Today, as Pastor said already, there was, uh, I think, 199 there today. People from all walks of life. This church doesn't have any cultural barriers. It's for whosoever will. But it's a great family to be joined into. We've got, if you're just tuning in, we've got uh, Brother Gilbert Pearson, pastor, evangelist, 
<laughs> we're going to continue here in just a second. We're going to play a little song, and um, I want to just let give him plenty of time. So you're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Remember your creator in the days of your youth. Serve him now, don't wait till later on. Remember the one who gave his life for you. Give him your youth before it's gone. Give him your youth before it's gone Brother, you're a good man With your best years yet to spin Sister, your love is pure and true Don't throw it away Don't you waste it all in sin that would be the worst thing you could do That would be the worst thing you could do Youth is restless, hard to hold Youth does not like to be told Wasted youth will steal away and leave a debt old age must pay youth is fragile youth is strong and growing up can seem so long but wasted years they take their toll on your body and on your soul. So remember your Creator in the days of your youth. Serve Him now, don't wait till later on. Remember the one. Who gave his life for you Give him your youth before it's gone Give him your youth before it's gone Before it's gone Before it's gone Before it's gone it's gone before it's gone 
Give him your youth before it's gone. Before it's gone. That's what our speaker's been basically telling us today. It's good to have Pastor Gilbert Pearson in the uh, studio with us tonight. Just want to give a shout out to some of the people listening. We've got some stoners listening. That's their real last name. We've got uh, this this one. This this brother Greg from Kentucky texted me. He said your snow is a gift from God, but he meant your show. I'm sure. And uh, we've got. <laughs> Texting. Uh, we've got Carl listening tonight. We've got um, uh, Sierra listening. Uh, we've got a young lady from um, Harvey listening, and she said, "So thankful for the blessing of having growing up under the leadership in North Dakota of Brother Pearson and my grandpa. Amazing men of God. That was very nice." Uh, Sierra's listening with her family. Just a bunch of people. Uh, good to have all of you tonight. I'm going to turn this back over to uh, Brother Pearson. He's our special guest on the Tell It Like It Is show. Thank you, Pastor Simons. And I think I, I left off, and when the pastor asked me to do this, uh, since he is the pastor here and I was his guest, I could only say uh, yes. I asked him, what what do I say? He said, just uh, tell what God's done for you, give, you, give us your uh, experiences. And as I mentioned a while ago, I'd like to start with, it's a good Life living for the Lord. Um, I preach a message that I love to preach. The most amazing thing happened to me on my way through life. I've had a lot of great times, seen a lot of places, gone a lot of places, experienced a lot. But there's nothing like the adventure of living for God. It really is a wonderful life. And I think I... um, I left off uh, about my wonderful wife that I dated for a total of six weeks before we got married. And if you weren't listening when I told that, I do want to preface this with uh, that is not what I recommended. Uh, but God blessed us greatly. And we've had, uh, our life has been an adventure. My wife was raised in one spot, a little town in, in uh, California. The population was 180, and they didn't live in the city. And uh, she didn't realize that she was going to see uh, North America to the point that she has. God blessed us with three wonderful sons and um, some wonderful grandkids and great-grandkids. We hadn't been married, but about six months, my dad had taken a church in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, we moved there. That's where my my sons were born and uh, that part of the adventure in our life was uh, uh, a great uh, a great time uh, one of the greatest adventures was my my first child and uh, then we had all three of our boys there and I ended up I was doing pretty good uh, I worked in a nursing home as a young man I made a lot of money when my wife and I got married. I was making a dollar and a quarter an hour when we got married. And I moved to Santa Barbara and went to work in a a nursing home, and I made a dollar and a half an hour. And uh, then I started doing some private duty nursing, and then I went to the dogs. Uh, The lady that I was taking care of, her husband had a dog. I ended up, uh, after her husband had passed away, I became uh i started showing showing dogs and training dogs for a living 
and uh, but it led us led us into some different paths in our life. Uh, I was going to church. I traveled uh, a lot. I traveled all over the country uh, with my job of showing dogs, and uh, God was dealing with me. It's amazing when we open our hearts to God. Sometimes it's hard to make a transition. Um, but when God is really dealing with us, I, I felt the, the call of God on my life when I was 15 years old. Uh, God really had spoken to me, and, and I felt the call of God. But I, like I say, I went to the dogs. And I, I say that jokingly, but I was earning a living for my family. I had three boys. And um, I traveled a lot on the weekends, but I always tried to make it to church on Sunday night wherever I was. And when my dad left the church in Santa Barbara, my wife and I um, felt direction to go to a church about 40 miles from us, and we ended up moving there, Oxnard, California. And uh, maybe uh, some of the listening audience would know the name of Kenneth Fields. Uh, We went to the church that he pastored there. It was a a little bitty building. He'd started a brand new church there. And uh, he was a true, really a true man of God that impacted my life. He was very, very straightforward. And uh, they were in the midst of revival like I had never experienced. It was a converted house. And and the place was absolutely jam-packed. But there was a move of God. It's a great life living for the Lord. And we had dope addicts delivered. We had alcoholics delivered. Uh, We had a a lot of uh, exciting things. I had a cousin there that had never lived for God. His name was Jim Goodman. And uh, uh, he was just uh, quite a sinner. But he, uh, God touched his life. And uh, he was one of them that that received the Holy Ghost, got baptized, and was a real integral part of that Oxnard church. But he lived in a duplex. And uh, there was a man next door, lived in the other side of that duplex. And uh, Jim Pinnico was his name, and he was a drug dealer and and, uh, a lot of problems in his life. And he would get his buddies when they were, they would come over to party and, have a good time, and he would take them into the bedroom and get them up close to the wall. Because on the other side of the wall, Jim Goodman would be praying and crying out to God, and he'd be praying, Save my friend, Jim. He's a sinner. Well, you know, God answers prayers. Jim Pinnico and his wife came in, got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and just had some some wonderful experiences. And I was trying to exit out of my uh, my dog world that I was in. Um, I had moved down to that church and had cut back on my work. And Brother Kenneth Fields uh, was baptized in ok- Okinawa when he was in the military. And he was pastor in that, that revival church. And so one day he asked me to take a ride with him. And uh, he said, I just want to know, he said, uh, do you feel called to preach? And I started beating around the bush like I had done for a long time when I was faced with that. And uh, so I said, well, I, I kind of maybe, the, he said, just give me an answer, yes or no, are you or are you not? 
And I said, well, yes, I am. He said, okay, I need a youth leader. And uh, my life really, really changed at that point. And um, I had a lot of odds that was blocking me from doing what God wanted me to do. But I'm here to tell you as I preach today, uh, you will find in the presence of God whatever your situation is. And uh, I'm just doing a little preaching here now, but it's so very, very true. Uh, again, I look at the church uh, that Brother Simons had. I, I think it was a 50 by 30 building. And uh, that little start, and then I looked at that church today, and I just, I was just overwhelmed. Uh, there were some odds. And what were the odds that they would end up in that uh, building that was the Elks Club? And I love their sign when you go through the door of their sanctuary there. These men are not drunk, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Amen. And so it's it's exciting what God will do with our lives if we will allow him to. In that little church in Oxnard, you never knew what was going to happen. It was, uh, it was uh, you went there and you, you're wondering, I wonder what in the world is going to happen tonight. We had people in the altar all the time and and so... Uh, one of the first, I became youth leader in one of the first services. Uh, a, a good friend of mine who pastors and is the district superintendent in South Dakota, uh, we were in that church together, and he had just started preaching too. And so I'm not sure who got the bright idea for that service that night, but uh, <clears throat> he got in a room at the side of the back of the church there, and he had a great big overcoat on and big boots on, and he had a, a, a hat pulled down over his head, and he had a mask on, and he had a great big bag. And so I got up to supposedly, I was going to preach that night. And uh, so I started, I asked the congregation, I said, I want you to concentrate with me tonight, and I want everybody to close your eyes, and I wanted you to imagine what would be the worst thing that somebody could come into your home and steal? I said, I want you to to just visualize that with your eyes closed and your head bowed. And then I slam my hand down on the pulpit and I yell, stop, thief, stop. And Brother Fields jumped into the aisle with his bag and started shouting, I'm the thief, I come to steal. And our pastor told us after church, uh, there was some ramifications to that. And he told us after church, he said, I think you uh, maybe don't need to be so demonstrative with your presentation. But we saw so many people. It's a good life living for the Lord. And so our lives moved on. We left there and went to Roseburg, Oregon, where my dad was pastoring and Took the church there and was there for several years. And then in uh, 1981, we felt our time was over there. Really didn't know where we were going to do. Didn't know where we were going. But we ended up in Douglas, Wyoming. And God really didn't call me. I didn't see a bright light from heaven shine and tell me uh, to go to Douglas. I was just made aware that there was about a half a dozen people there. They had... uh, a little congregation, and uh, 
they didn't have a pastor and I didn't have a church. And so we decided to go and uh, help them out there. We ended up spending three years there. But it was a great experience. I'm telling you, if you want great experiences in your life, landmarks, if you want to see God do great and wonderful things, just be willing to say yes. So we went there, got a little church building, and and, uh, when we got there, we didn't have any money, had an old beat-up motor home, and uh, God just opened a door. I got a job for the city of Douglas there, and... um, about stuff that I had no clue. I'd never run equipment before uh, to speak of. But uh, I got hired there out of a 100 applications. I got this job as a laborer for the city of Douglas. And uh, I found favor with the director of public works there because I was always willing to say yes if it was a snowstorm, to run a snowplow, whatever it was. And uh, they treated me just royally. But one day... After I had destroyed something accidentally, uh, the uh, the uh, my boss there, uh, he called me in and he said, you know, he said, Gilbert, I can't figure it out. He said, how in the world did I did I choose a dog trainer and a preacher to work for me? But God gave us a tremendous tremendous. God didn't call me there. Uh, I wasn't. It's a little bitty town. I wasn't a little bitty town person. But we had a great revival. Uh, we had many, many receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, we had people just walk in from all walks of life. And um, I was in a hospital one day visiting a woman that some people in our church were, were uh, uh, taking care of. And she ended up in the hospital. And... Uh, I noticed a woman there in the other bed, and she looked just like a skeleton with some skin stretched over her, her face. And I felt God prompt me to talk to her. And uh, I finally went over and be- began to talk to this woman. Her name was Nora James. And uh, it was kind of awkward. I didn't know her, but I asked her if uh, if she would mind if I prayed for her. And she said, well, Yes, I've been wishing somebody would would come and pray for me. And begin, she began to weep. So I prayed for her, and she told me she was dying with a um, brain tumor. And so we we talked to her there for a while. I gave her the plan of salvation, and she agreed. They were they were transporting her to Kentucky the next morning. We tried to get the. Uh, a hospital to let us baptize her, and they, they wouldn't do it. So I made arrangements for them to transport her to Casper, Wyoming, and we baptized her. She repented of her sins, and we baptized uh, Nora in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, when she came out of the water, she was speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And I kept track of Nora that was dying for nine years, and God filled her with the Holy Ghost and healed her of that brain tumor. It's an exciting li- life living for God. It's a good life living for the Lord. And so, if you have uh, situations in your life, I'm not just saying this because I don't have anything to say, but I'm just telling you, God can take away the odds in your life. 
And there's nothing like living. It's a good life living for the Lord. And then uh, Sister Pearson and I ended up in uh, Minot, North Dakota. I uh, had uh, baptized someone, and they'd received the Holy Ghost and moved to North Dakota. And um, I wanted to make sure they got in a church, and so I came up to see uh, Russ Henson, and I took him, or he went. I went and met Brother Bollinger, Charles Bollinger, who had pastored the Maynot Church. I'm giving you a lot of history here, but Brother Bollinger was a tremendous man of God, and he had started uh, the church in Minot. And uh, so we got Russ introduced to, uh, Brother Bollinger was now pastoring in Williston. And uh, I pulled up in Brother Bollinger's yard, and the first thing he told me about was the church in Minot needed a pastor. And so we ended up there and had, we spent 25 uh, wonderful, wonderful years pastoring that church in, in uh, Minot. God blessed us greatly. We had about a, a building about the same size as Brother Simon's when I arrived there in uh, 1984. And God began to bless us. And over the years, we built, uh, in 91, we built a new auditorium on uh, property Brother Bollinger had bought years before out on the bypass. And uh, that was a major accomplishment. I'm not a builder. I'm not a carpenter. I didn't think I could do it. Uh, but as I preach today, uh, some things are impossible with man. But with God, all things are possible. So we built that, that building, I believe, in 91. And then five years later, we built uh, an adjacent building onto it, a gym and a kitchen and evangelist quarters. And uh, God greatly blessed us while we were there. We saw the church uh, grow uh, continually, uh, we had one revival where we had 21 uh, receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, repent of their sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and fill with the Holy Ghost. We had some exciting, exciting times uh, in that 25 years and um, a time of unprecedented revival. We saw people come in off the street. We saw people come in out of the restaurants. We just seen God do a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. And uh, then in uh, 2000, we, we were there almost 25 years. I was trying to think of the date. I, I couldn't, uh, couldn't remember the date there. And uh, then Brother uh, Jess Starr uh, came from Oregon and became the pastor of the church. Actually, Brother Vaughn Pearson pastored two years, my son, and then Brother Starr came. And uh, the next chapter of our life was uh, I, I had reached a point where I simply, uh, I, I didn't want to quit preaching, but I wanted to quit pastoring. And so Sister Pearson and I, we hit the road and uh, started traveling. I thought I'd preach a little bit around the district, and we did that for a little while. And then God blessed us, and we began to travel more and more. Sister Pearson and I have been in every state. We've been every in every Canadian province except Newfoundland. 
And uh, one of these days we hope to still uh, make that possible. We never know what uh, God uh, is going to do with us. I didn't want to pastor anymore. And, but since that time, I've pastored five other churches, interim, uh, from a few months uh, up to two years. And we are still uh, still traveling, still on the road. And um, I got a call uh, to uh, go to a place called Prince Edward Island. I'd been there and held uh, some revivals over the last uh, 23, 24, 25 years. I'd preached around in Prince Edward Island. If you've never been to Prince Edward Island, it's the home of Anne of Green Gable. It's an awesome little island uh, off of New Brunswick, Canada. And uh, so I went there. They asked me to come for three weeks. So we did. And then we stayed two years and pastored that church there for two years and saw God do some great and, and wonderful things. You're listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. This is a special guest here. Pastor Gilbert Pearson is with us. And um, so interested in a story. You know, I know you really well, but I didn't know that whole story. I had I didn't know some of the things that you said. We've got Abe in the studio. He wandered in here, so he's going to give us some information in a little bit how to uh, get a hold of people during the week and, and um, some information about some of the churches. I just want to do a shout-out to... Um, Yvonne down in Bowman listening, She's loving the program. Um, we've got uh, some people in Wapaton listening saying, um, Brother Pearson prayed with them when they got the Holy Ghost. That's uh, Paul, uh, Brother Paul down there listening in Wapaton, and he said, it just appreciates you being on the air. And just so many people texted me tonight. I'm so glad to, uh, there's a guy texting me from Kentucky, said he he knew his wife, Brother Pearson, Said that he dated his knew his wife two weeks, asked her to marry him, married her four weeks later. He said uh, he said he dated his wife six weeks, and will be um, married thirty eight years in January. So you're not the only one that's crazy like that. Abe, why don't you go ahead and give us some information how to get a hold of us? We're from the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, you can visit our church Sunday mornings, ten o'clock a.m. Um, that's our Sunday school. That's uh, for adults. There's an adult Bible study, and there's also Sunday school for the kids, and we'd love to have you join us for that on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock a.m. is our worship service, and that's at the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive. Our next service is Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m., and you're welcome to join us for that. Um, we have a daughter work in Beach, um, and they have a service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center, 7.30 p.m. Also, there's a midweek service in Bowman every Thursday night at the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. The address to that church in Bowman is 18 North Main. Um, if you're from Beulah, there's an Apostolic Church, the Truth Community Church in Beulah, North Dakota. The address to that church is 223rd Street Northwest. They have service on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Um, if you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Simons here from the here from Dickinson, the New Life Pentecostal Church, you can 
Call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862, or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Thank you, Abe. And it's been it's great to have uh, Brother Pearson with us on our radio show, getting a lot of text tonight. I'm going to have him wrap up, and uh, when he's done, to pray for our listening audience. Uh, just so good to have you, Brother Pearson. And um, what a man of, uh, just want to say this too, just of strong holiness, uh, beliefs, and teachings, uh, something that I've always respected so much. And I know people that are listening that know him know what I'm saying is true. Brother Pearson, go ahead. Thank you, Pastor. I do want to just kind of uh, wrap up here. Uh, I want to say that I love and appreciate the Minot Church. Wonderful, wonderful people there that we love dearly and had association with for all these years. I would like to say also the time we spent in Prince Edward Island, some of the greatest people I've ever known in that church. It's not a real large church. It's not a real large island. It's only 140,000 people on the island. I think that's what it is. But we had a wonderful uh, two years uh, of revival spirit, seeing God do some wonderful things, uh, baptize some people in the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, we love the, the folks and love the church in Prince Edward Island, Canada. Uh, it was a great, great time and adventure in Sister Pearson and I's life. And um, I just want to say, it is a great life living for the Lord. Oh, yes, and just before I close, that church in Prince Edward Island has a great pastor there now, Brother Dan Doherty and his wife. And uh, they've already applied for Canadian citizenship. And just great things are happening. And it's been a privilege to be here with Pastor Simon and the church here. Uh, we've had a great time. It's been a great Sunday. And uh, just thank thank uh, Pastor Simons for the opportunity of being here. Thank you so much, Brother Pearson, for being on the air with us. And uh, just wanted to throw out a greeting. We've got the mayor from Leffer listening again, so that's good to have these dignitaries. Uh, if you're not from North Dakota, Leffer is not a very big town. So I'm not sure what it takes to become the mayor of Leffer, but I'm glad that he's listening. And uh, just so many of you that are listening uh, locally and nationally tonight, uh, Brother Pearson is a um, a man that just, I don't think he'll ever slow down, but he uh, he's just been such a blessing to the kingdom of God. And I uh, just such a blessing to our church too over the years. He and his wife are, are gifted, praying with people to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's something I've noticed over the years. Uh, and his wife is a prayer uh, just a real precious, precious lady. Always fun to have them staying with us. And then they did get to stay with us last night and tonight. They'll be with us. We can have a time of fellowship with them. But just during, the, you know, just that uh, Abe's been giving out my phone number. I've been giving out my phone number. That's my personal cell phone number. If you, if we can help you in any way, please contact me, 701-290-7862. Our next service, as Abe said, is Wednesday night at 730. Uh, it's a regular church service. We'd love to have you come and meet us. 
Uh, we're planning on everybody in Dickinson to be baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost. That's our plan. Brother Pearson, just before we close this broadcast, would you pray for our listening audience? Yes, and thank you again, Pastor Simons. Great opportunity uh, to be with you. And uh, Brother Simons is a man that he gave you his cell phone. He gave you his uh, home phone. If you've got things in your life that you need somebody to help you pray with, they're available 24-7. And uh, so wake him up in the middle of the night when you have difficulty and problems. Let's... uh, that's okay. Uh, he'll give you my number too, and wherever I'm at, I'll pray for you. But uh, we want to go to the Lord in prayer, and I'd like to invite everybody that's listening today, and especially if you don't know God, but you got a hunger, you got something stirring you in the in the, in, in your very soul. You know you need to make changes. Uh, come out. You got the address. You got the location. And the Spirit of the Lord will be there. Let's all, if you would, just bow your head with me in radio land out there. And let's just talk to the Lord for a moment. God, we thank you. We thank you for this opportunity, Lord. We ask you not just to reach in this Dickinson area. We do want that particularly, Lord. And we're asking you, God, to touch and to stir hearts tonight, God. We know that there's a lot of situations and a lot of lives, but I'm here to tell you in radio land out there, God hears and he answers prayer. I'm praying for each and every one of you tonight. God, we're asking you to touch hearts, touch lives, direct their path, Lord Jesus. If there's people out there that need healing in your body, we ask God to touch you and heal. He is a healer. God, we ask all these things in your precious name, the name of Jesus Christ. Tune in next week for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Till then, God bless and um, just obey Acts 2.38.
always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.